0: The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. What if the folks who should be the most supportive of NDE research, namely fundamental Christians who believe in God, the soul, and an afterlife turn out to be as much an enemy of NDE research as materialist science? And more importantly, why would they deny the very sources of their faith? Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Last week's guest on this program, PMH Atwater, mentioned to me after the show that there now seems to be a concerted effort on the part of fundamental Christian denominations, to belittle NDEs and other forms of personal mystical experience as unbiblical and possibly the work of the devil. Now, as someone who believes that Christian theology was first understood and comprehensively spelled out in the New Testament by a man who enhanced his understanding through an NDE himself, namely St. Paul, Paul of Tarsus, I have to ask why. After all, Paul, a Roman and a Pharisee, had participated in murdering Christians the best known being the stoning of Saint Stephen since it's mentioned twice in the book of Acts. Yet he went on to experience a blinding light, a vision of the risen Christ asking why he was persecuting him, and a miraculous healing of his eyesight. Sometime after that, Saint Paul spelled spells out in his actual near his actual near death experience in Second Corinthians twelve uh, verses one through four. Paul writes, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. Now, listeners to this show know that visions and NDE revelations are called ineffable and indescribable by people who then go on to write books and go on to lecture tours and tell the world what they saw and what gifts they received. Well, this is exactly what Paul did. Uh, His understanding of what Jesus came to do for humanity and what it all meant for us and to God was formulated within a few decades of Jesus' short time on earth. I don't believe it was possible for Paul to comprehend all he did, were were it not for God's revealed truth to Paul, and by Paul's own admission, at least some of what he learned came from his NDE. In the process, Paul turned a tiny Jewish messianic sect into a worldwide religion, uh, a worldwide religion that is now divided into so many denominations, sects, and even cults that, The basis of this faith, the Bible told story story of Paul's NDE, is being called the possible work of the devil. No doubt this is what the Pharisees of Paul's day must have said about him. Oh, it was just fine as, as long as he was participating in murdering those saints who believed Jesus fulfilled the role of Jewish Messiah. But as soon as he had his mystical revelations himself, that Jesus was the was the Messiah and was given the words to explain the meaning of Christ's life and death, then he became anathema to the Jerusalem Jews and found his calling and his conver, conversions uh, among the Gentiles, the, the pagans of the day. Now, PMH reports on fundamental Christian attacks on NDs in her monthly newsletter, uh Titled appropriately enough, PMH Atwater's e-newsletter, which, by the way, is is free, and which I highly recommend to my listeners. Just Google PMH and get uh, get to her uh, website, and you'll you'll be able to sign up for her newsletter. In some ways, this fundamental attack on NDEs has coalesced around the renunciation of the book, The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven. The book has been attacked by the boy himself. Alex Malarkey Uh, and about that PMH writes um, it's not enough that Islam seems no longer to be the religion of peace and forgiveness Uh, but fundamentalist wing of the Christian religion has followed suit because of the great success of the book and movie Heaven is for Real and the subsequent recanting of Alex Malarkey uh, of his childhood near death experience the religious right has banned any future book that uh, speaks or talks about heaven, saying that all anyone needs to know about heaven can be gleaned from the Bible. They have also told all Christian book publishers to cease any such uh, publication of books uh, and to discontinue the books that are out. And uh, PMH went on in uh, her newsletter about the fraud of uh, the boy who came back from heaven She writes, this isn't the first time such a thing has happened, although we're hearing more about this one than others. You remember the book, The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven, uh, written by the father, which I think is the problem here, Kevin Malarkey, about his son Alex, who at six years of age nearly died from a car accident. Alex lay in a coma for two months, his injuries left him paralyzed. Yet in his spiritual memoir, he speaks of miracles and angels and life beyond this world of a book that has sold millions, thanks to an aggressive marketing campaign from Tyndale House, a major Christian publisher. Alex recounted everything a few weeks ago, in uh, and this was, this she wrote back in March or April uh, in Time Magazine. He writes, I quote, "I said I went to heaven because I thought it would get me attention, but none of the story was true." Well, there's considerable disagreement about when Alex first recanted his story. And objected to the book. Uh, Last April, Alex's mom posted a statement on her blog decrying the memoir and the Tyndale promotion. Quote, it's both puzzling and painful to watch the book. The boy who came back from heaven not only continue to sell, but to continue for the most part to not be questioned. Unquote. She claims the book is not biblically sound and that her son's objections to it were ignored and repressed. Quote, Alex has not received, and here I think is the key, Alex has not received monies from the book, nor have a majority of his needs been funded by it. She continued, the father signed the contract. All royalties went to him. A fellow by the name of Phil Johnson investigated the situation, and he wrote, the the quote, the idea that Alex suddenly recanted is just not true. He emphasized he's been trying to make his voice heard, as well as a teenage paraplegic boy can. There was proof everywhere that he did not stand behind the content of the book. But it was a best-selling book. Nobody in the industry wanted to kill it. And uh, PMH adds, what does this say about Tyndale House? She goes on, this kind of a thing has been happening ever since Raymond Moody's life after life took the world by surprise. I suppose each researcher has a story to tell about this. I know I can certainly spin some tales about near death experiencers who grossly exaggerated what happened to them and threatened to sue me if I said otherwise. Or a starve of a starved for attention mother who stole her daughter's near death story and then claimed it was her own. Or of experiencers who in all humbleness, and she puts that in quotes, grabbed every mic they could find to regale whoever listened, even though they never had such an experience. They just wanted the attention, perhaps like Alex's father, Kevin, who may also have um, yearned for the money that book provided. PMH goes on, yes, near-death experiences are real, realer than real, but they also reflect and oftentimes challenge both what we regard as the human condition and the beliefs we cherish versus larger, more powerful truths that stretch beyond us of stretch beyond, uh, stretch us beyond anything known. Lifelong after-effects validate how incredibly unique the experience is. And then uh, later on, uh, I received a copy of um, a question and answer uh, article in uh, a Lutheran Voice. Uh, it's um, an article in forward in Christ appeared in May of 2013 was sent to PMH and she sent it on to IONS, someone wrote into this publication, what do we say about people who say they died and went to heaven and came back to tell us how amazing it was? I'm a public school teacher and my students ask me questions about this. So here's how this Lutheran publication answered in part. I'll assume your question has to do with what are called near-death experiences or NDEs. The number of reported experiences seems to be increasing in books and websites devoted to the phenomena proliferate. So it's not surprising your students are asking questions. And I'm skipping some of this. While While unable to identify the precise nature and cause of these experiences, We nevertheless want to respond to questions about them and offer comments with integrity. We don't consider them phenomena that bring people into contact with the true God or anything like the true heaven. NDE testimonies rarely mention um, sin and grace and therefore fail to give an accurate message of the nature of God and his dealings with sinful mankind. The essential truths governing God-man relationships, Christ alone or grace alone, are habitually no-shows on, in NDE reports. A person's relationship to Christ prior to the experience is normally uh, considered unimportant, unnecessary, or even unworthy of mention. Moralizing and references to human merit or self-commendation often come through, come through very clearly. The perceived deity or brightness more resembles cultural notions of God than the God who reveals himself in Scripture. This God is permissively accepting rather than holy and forgiving. Ultimately, we're not qualified to offer the final word on your death experiences. We appreciate what we can and point to what we know is true or false on the basis of God's word, word capitalized. That is sufficient. That's from a Lutheran Voice article in Forward in Christ, May 2013. Now, uh, there's a lot of money to be made uh, in book publishing, especially when you uh, get on the New York Times bestseller list. And uh, so Publishers Weekly had this uh, little bit to say about um, this bookstore chain um LifeWay Christian Stores, dropping uh, the Malarkey book. Malarkey uh, being the appropriate name here, I guess. Uh, this is uh, from Publishers um, Weekly. Publishers respond, responded diplomatically to the news that Heaven Tourism, that's what they call these Heaven Tourism books, will no longer be sold at LifeWay Christian Stores, the bookstore chain operated by the Southern Baptist Convention. We always support LifeWay in their work to serve their constituents with careful, focused purchasing, said Dwight Baker, president of Baker Publishing Group, which publishes one of the affected titles, Don Piper's 90 Minutes in Heaven. This situation does not present an exception, he added. The the book, according to BPG, has sold about 7 million copies. Marty King, a LifeWay spokesman, said the decision to stop selling Heaven Visitation books was part of a new direction for LifeWay. Last summer as we began developing LifeWay's new structure and direction, what we now identified as one LifeWay, the role of heaven visitation resources was included in our considerations, he said in an email. We decided these experiential testimonies about heaven would not be a part of our new direction, so we dropped reordering them for our stores last summer. Last summer, the SBC agreed that what the Bible says about heaven and the afterlife is, quote, sufficient, unquote, and that the popular subgenre of books and movies about heaven are antithetical to scripture. Antithetical to scripture. The SBC didn't name specific books or movies in its resolution. And that's from publisher's publication. Now here's the thing. Where do these folks assume the Bible, God's word, came from, if not from God-given revelation to human beings? God may have personally inscribed the original stones with the Ten Commandments for Moses, but everything else has been written down by human beings and then edited by others, with some books accepted and others rejected by early church fathers, in making up the Bible folks call the Word of God. Some things were that were excluded include the Book of Enoch, a very popular sacred text in Jesus' day. Rejected by the Western Church, it was nevertheless retained in the Ethiopian Bible, uh, finally rediscovered in the 17th century, I believe, and... It describes visions of heaven which could have come from OBEs or NDEs. Many of the biblical texts, if they were inspired as Christians believe, came to the writers through dreams, visions, automatic writing, NDEs, and all the communication links we have with the other side even to this day. So who are these religions to say that personal mystical experience came to an end with the church's version of what the Bible should be. I mean, even the Catholic Church acknowledges, although reluctantly, uh, the visions and apparitions of some of the saints, uh, Mary visitations, and the information contained in those sometimes prophetic um, encounters with the other side. And uh, they are most likely to um, agree with it as, as long as it fits the existing dogma. It's the existing dogma. That's, in fact, where the problem lies. Raise questions about the salvation of non-Christians to Christians, or the salvation of non-Muslims to Muslims, the possibilities of reincarnation for Christians, or the possible breaking of the rules and regulations of any particular faith or denomination. And religions can turn quite ugly on the subject. Thank you very much. So here's I see it. Are where the big challenges lie. Uh, reincarnation, despite what they thought before their NDE, most Christian experien- experiencers—oh, uh, some estimate up to seventy uh, percent—return with the belief that reincarnation is possible or likely. This is a belief held by a huge number of the world's population, but rejected by Christians on the basis that we are given once to die. Of course, as far as the soul goes, we never die, whether we live consecutive lives or not. So I consider Paul's meaning here obscure, but it serves the church's purpose to exert control of the congregation in this lifetime to tell them you'd better do what we tell you or you will go to hell. The second item besides uh, reincarnation is universal salvation. And by this I don't mean that everyone gets to go into the light because there are many distressing NDEers uh, reporting on uh, darkness and exclusion and uh, even the demonic uh, sightings. So what I'm saying is uh, that all those religions that say you have to think this way, you must do things this way or that way, you must believe this way or that way, you must obey this way or that way, this, that or the other thing. The rule-based religions, where the rules benefit the clergy or the institution as much as or more than the individual soul, are altogether suspect because of the conflicts of interest involved. It was true of the Pharisees of Jesus' day. And they were the targets of Jesus' heaviest criticism. And it is still true today. NDEs teach that salvation is available to those who love God and one another, despite what religion they do or don't belong to. Well, this is dangerous territory for religions heavily dependent on things like tithing and other sources of enforced income. It means we can have a personal relationship with God without benefit of clergy. One of my favorite websites on religion and NDEs is Kevin Williams' uh, website. It's called, appropriately enough, Religion and the Near-Death Experience. And if you Google that, you'll find uh, information, wonderful quotes from people who have experienced the ineffable. And so I thought I would, uh, to bring up the uh, tone of the show <laughs> toward the conclusion I'll tell you a little more about um, about his website, Kevin Williams' website his table of contents reads uh, includes rather uh, Manuel Swedenborg's discourse on religion uh, love is the true religion uh, religions have an important purpose but NDEs are the source of many religious concepts uh... Then he lists some of the religious beliefs that can be harmful. Uh, what he calls harmful includes soul sleep, and this is uh, a belief of some of the churches based on a few lame scriptural passages that we are basically unconscious until the second coming. Um, strict religious fundamentalism, uh, harmful belief, uh, religious bigotry. Harmful belief, extremely faulty religious doctrines, <laughs> harmful belief, atheism under certain conditions, and um, then he he sort of wraps it up with uh, religious aftereffects resulting from an NDE, a miscellaneous NDEs and religious insights, the Bible in the light of um, NDEs. It's really uh, it's really an excellent site, and I thought uh, because he includes so many quotes from so many. Other people, people who've had um, NDEs, I thought I'd just read some of these to you to um, to fill out the show. This is from Mary Ulett. Ulett, uh, doctrine and creed and race mean nothing. No matter what we believe, we were all children joined under one God. The only rule is God's true law: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Here's one from Mellon Thomas Benedict. God does not care which religion is best. God does not care what religion people practice. They are all a blooming facet of the whole. All religions refer to the same God. Dr. Liz Dale, one man who had a near-death experience, realized that the God of his religious background wasn't anything like the reality. He learned that it doesn't matter if people call him God, Allah, Great Spirit, or whatever. Is one and the same. And, of course, as a chaplain, as I go from room to room and never um, knowing exactly who I'll be talking to or or what we'll be talking about, I encounter people from all different faiths and more and more, sadly, from no faith at all. But people who are interested uh, haven't studied the subject at all. But um, they have this common knowledge just in their hearts that we're all praying to the same God. They understand that. God. Uh, there's a passage in the Bible, it's uh, God saying that I will write my law in their hearts and uh, they won't need uh, someone to teach them. Well, it's still a need for understanding and for understanding the history especially of um, religious truth, but we have to uh give credit to the uh, history that's being made even today by experiencers and out-of-body events as well. Um, Manuel Swedenborg said, Heaven is about deeds, not creeds. Therefore, persons of many cultures and religions form the societies of heaven. Um, Kevin Williams um, has entries in here, too. God cares little about our religious affiliation or church membership. Love is not limited by uh limited to any one religion or even religion at all. Religions are cultural institutions. But love is universal. Uh, something from Kenneth Hagen, the Reverend Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth was born and raised a Southern Baptist. As a child he first made his commitment to Christ and was baptized with water. He was a member of the church all his life. He was saved and on the path toward heaven, a believer, a follower of Jesus, and he knew this assured him a place in heaven. Nevertheless, he had an NDE and it sent him straight to hell. Uh, For those, actually, I'll mention this as an aside, for those who are uh, interested in knowing more about what we call DNDs or distressing near-death experiences, I would recommend uh, Googling Nancy Evans Bush, uh, looking at her website, her blog on um, people who've had near, um, uh, near-death near experiences that have been scary or um, isolating. Uh, her book, uh, Dancing Past the Dark, is... Um, is all about that, and it's well worth the read. P.M.A. Chatwater is quoted on this uh, Kevin site. And she she wrote, God is not a member of any church or religion. It is the churches and the religions that are members within the vastness and the glory that is God. There is no one religion, just as there is no chosen people or person nor any single way of regarding what cannot be fully comprehended. We are all sons of God in the sense that we are all souls of God's creation, without gender, without form, without nationality, complete and whole and perfect. As we explore the never-ending of God's wonderment. P.M.H. Atwater, amazing person. Sign up for her newsletter, by the way. That uh, if you, if you're um, if you're a follower of uh, Coast to Coast and you know of Linda Moulton Howe, P.M.H. is the uh, Linda Moulton Howe of Near-Death Experience and uh, related um, out-of-body and mystical experiences. And uh, she does amazing uh, research. We're going to have her back on this show uh, very soon. Here's another quote from Kevin Williams. Having faith in Christ doesn't matter as much as having the faith of Christ. It is foolish to think that Jesus will carry your cross for you because he taught people that they must take up their own cross. Having the faith of Christ means to practice unconditional love. The uh, study, uh, the experiences of um, Immanuel Swedenborg um, are really uh, profound, uh, some scary, um, but very interesting. And... uh, there's quite a there's quite a section on Swedenborg, on this um, religion and the near death experience website. I mean, I'm, here's another here's another quote. From, this one's from Howard Storm. The best religion is the religion that brings you closest to God. That works. Uh, that works. We have so many religions because because people need different things in their lives they need different uh input spiritual input and uh so we can have everything from uh, uh high ritual anglicans to um, the most um, uh passionate of pentecostals you know, they all of these fulfill a place in god's heart they can all lead us to the truth and all we have to do is just remember that uh, uh, God is bigger than religion, bigger than our religion. And um, uh, the more inclusive, the more um, loving the faith you pick for yourself, the better off I think you'll be. There is light that can be found in many, many other faiths, writes uh, Margaret Tweedle. All faiths which stress love have this focus. All have their own paradise, but the devoted eventually learn the tremendous experience that all is one under God and that there is no division in purpose. There is one God of us all. And Lingza uh, Chokki, the central message that Buddhist near-death experiencers bring back from their journey is that the most important qualities in life are love and knowledge and compassion, and wisdom. Well, I think you have caught the drift by now of what we've been driving at, and uh, we are just about out of time for today. If you would like to listen to the show again or any other of our previous programs, please visit our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about IANS, please check that website at i a n d s dot o r g uh... there will be information there on that site about our upcoming labor day weekend conference in san antonio texas this is going to be a really a special uh... conference this year and pmh atwater many others will be there in the next few weeks i expect we'll have uh... guests on this show who uh... will be presenters at the conference and it's It's called NDEs as Rites of Passage. It's happening from September 3rd through the 6th. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening.